You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. I start with a programming note. I won't be here tomorrow. Andrew Giuliani will be filling in. I will be out in the great state of Oklahoma, but I'll be back Sunday evening going into Monday. So just a heads up. Uh, so this is really our Friday together because I won't be here tomorrow. A number of issues, a number of issues that we are dealing with this morning. Thank you, Rita Cosby. And um, the issue of mental health, of course, has come up again. Diagnosed with schizophrenia, according to his father, when he was just 12 years old, the man uh, that's been charged with hitting the NYPD officer over the head with a bottle. But what I find interesting about this is that even the mentally ill, with the climate that's being uh, set politically, notice how they feel, feel sort of comfortable these days attacking police officers. Finally, another issue, Mayor Eric Adams is slamming fellow Democrat President Biden on the migrant crisis. And I'm going to try not to get too worked up about that. But um, that's one of the, uh, for lack of a better term, one of the best scams going, coming, whichever way you want to look at it in terms of if you are a migrant. And I don't know what's going on but we have had a number of these incidents around the country as of late. We discussed it a little bit last night. Uh, Jennifer from Boston, uh, Boston brought up uh, this one particular in- incident. And what I'm talking about is 65-year-old Kevin Moynihan, who allegedly shot Kaylin Gillis after she and her friends in upstate New York mistook, made a mistake as it relates to his driveway for someone else's driveway. And so her father, her father is, uh, says that he's hoping that the uh, gunman dies in jail. She had hopes and dreams of becoming a marine biologist or a veterinarian. She loved animals. And this man took that away from us if any anything i'm thankful for is that i got to tell her that i love her before she walked out the door 
for this man to sit on his porch and fire at a car, no threat, is just, just angers me so badly. And I, I just hope to God that he dies in jail. Strong words, uh, but, but we do have to all understand this father is very upset, grieving his daughter. So we have that incident here in New York State. Two Texas cheerleaders shot after one of them got into the wrong car. An innocent mistake that can happen to anyone. And one of the cheerleaders was shot. And, of course, we have the uh, situation in Missouri in which the uh, 16-year-old went to the wrong residence to pick up his sibling. And uh, he was uh, shot twice. A lot of these incidents are in the news as of late. And I can't exactly, to be honest with you, put my finger on this situation, but We've had three high-profile cases in just the last couple of days. So after months of pleading with the federal government to direct more relief towards New York City's migrant crisis, Mayor Adams says the Biden administration and the White House has failed New York City. But one could make the strong case, Mr. Mayor, that you got us in this situation because you were the one standing out front welcoming the migrants here. And so now we have a flood of a situation that you nor anyone else can control. According to Adams, the national government has turned its back on New York City. These remarks are important, folks, because they're the most forceful to date from Adams on Biden in terms of aiding the city. As we all know, as city agencies struggle to cover the cost for hundreds of migrants that are arriving here every day. Ask yourself, why are they coming here every day? You know why, and I know why. Free, free Free. But one could make the case that if the mayor truly wants to end this situation, he should be demanding. I know it's a fellow Democrat, but he should be demanding, like the rest of us are are, are demanding, that Biden shuts the border, that Biden enforces the laws that enable agents to turn back or deport illegal migrants, restoring policies, for example. But, oh, no, we can't do that because it's a Trump policy of remain in Mexico. At the end of the day, it's not okay to just let people in and somebody else pay for it. That somebody else is you and I. Or to have these migrants jump the line over other immigrants in terms of who's going to be here. And they're going to be here for a while. They are going to be here for a while because um, I told you this uh, maybe, maybe a month ago that to get an ICE appointment for migrants that are arriving here, they are booked through March 
2033. So if you get here today, you're not in New York today, you're not going to get an ICE appointment until 10 years from now. And then you're looking at two to three more years of, of your case, making it through the uh, court system. And the fact of the matter is, it's real simple. We're going to open up the phone lines now. The fact of the matter is, America can't afford to host everyone who wants to live here. It really is that simple. You can reach us at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We are dealing with a number of topics uh, this morning. I want you to listen. We're going to start with uh, Phil in the uh, Bronx. I want you to listen to Mayor Adams on the migrant issue related to his fellow Democrat, President Biden. Our national government has abandoned this city, and the actions or inaction can undermine our entire city. The president and the White House has failed New York City on this issue. But, Mr. Mayor... That's something you should have been saying from day one. You should have been the first one at the Port Authority turning those buses around instead of welcoming them. Kumbaya, come to New York. That's what you said. You're welcomed here in New York. Come, come. And then when you realize that you were you were drowning in terms of uh, the situation, now you want to slow things down. Now you're looking for the $4 billion from the feds, and no one's coming to save you. But at the end of the day, really, no one's coming to save us. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls, and we're also taking your calls on that incident where that female officer was blindsided with, with a man hit her in the head with a, uh, with a bottle, and his father's claiming that he's uh, suffered from schizophrenia since he was uh, 12 years old. Let's begin with Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. And uh, to be honest with you, completely honest, I agree 101% with your take on this on this subject. It's just unacceptable. Uh, well, Texas is to blame. Texas was shipping busloads of people here. They gave us their misery. And like you said, that uh, Adam should have just stopped, put his foot down and said, well, wait a minute. Why is it our responsibility? Why do we have to take on 40, 50,000 people potentially? And we've got enough needy people. We have homeless people, elderly homeless, disabled vets and others who are homeless who can't even get a room. And meanwhile, they were giving these people, to, you know, two, three hundred dollar a day uh, hotel rooms. It's it's not proper. But what do you do, Dominic? Do you take these people and you say, "Well, I guess you got to go someplace else." Yes, that is the solution. Let them let them go back to where they first came into the country. Let them start working their way up. Immigrants. My father was an immigrant. He he came here. He he had a hell of a time. He he had to work and scrape and save, but he went through the legal process. And what about the legal? Uh, immigrants, Dominic, the people who do want to come here, they're waiting five and seven and nine years to get into this country legally. Uh, Agreed, agreed, Phil. The only thing you and I differ on is I don't blame Texas. I I believe that Texas, the Texases of the world, 
finally exposed uh, phony politicians from other states that talk a good game on the uh, migrant issue, but it's a completely different ballpark when they had to shoulder the the responsibility as well. Thank you for the uh, call, Phil. Uh, very interesting. And we do agree. We do agree. I thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Dave in New Jersey. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. I just wanted to talk about the three mistake shootings. Yes. I don't know if you agree that it, that it had to do with what's happening in Chicago and people don't trust and they're very nervous now because no teenagers are not getting the police are not enforcing law as much. I, You know what, Dave? Uh, I, I do believe that has a lot to do with this. Uh, I believe that Americans see television news on a nightly basis, uh, mostly coming from urban uh, America, uh, urban areas where police are being told, stand down. And they see in the video, they see the Chicago's of the world. They see the officers that are running to get out of the way because they've been told, do not engage. And so it's almost, for lack of a better term, Almost like the the the, uh, the 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 kids are running the asylum, if you will, and 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 people. If you're a senior citizen uh, in Missouri, or I, I, you know, the situation in New York State, it appears that uh, it appears that the, the man is suffering from some type of mental illness. Sixty-five years old, uh, he had a uh, bail hearing Wednesday. He's been remanded in terms of uh, custody. Uh, that young lady, she lost her life. You know, I, I really, Dave, do, do you know what the reason is? I really can't put my hand on what's going on, but it yeah, just. I can't either put my I, I feel bad for all the people who were hit. I just think that it, because they're seeing, like you were saying, all the news all around about that nothing's happening. Right. Police are not doing anything. Right. Well, um, but I'm, but I'm not, it, it, let's, let's be clear about this. Don't blame the police. The police are being told by their commanders, stand down. Do not engage. That's what they're being told because of the right. the politicians that uh, I, I, I never thought, thank you for the call, Dave. I, I never thought I would see the day in America where politicians are, are welcoming crime. That's what we're looking at these days. They're just welcoming it. And I, I say bless our police officers, the men and women are serving law enforcement because they, they, they have a job where very few are thankful. I'm very thankful for what they do. You you can't you can't you, you don't have eyes in the back of your head. That female officer, you know, she didn't even see it coming from the uh from the mentally ill man. But you know, we can't just say, we cannot just say when you attack a police officer, oh, he was off his meds and uh, he's mentally ill. No. No. Let him sit at Rikers and then get his mental treatment, meaning that he's not back out on the street. Let's go to John in Nevada. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Good morning. The problem with guys like Mr. Garcia is they don't like to take their meds. They won't take their meds unless they have a nurse or a caregiver actually make them take them every morning. 
I've lived with these people, and they need somebody to make them take their meds every morning. Well, well John, that that John, that that you're partially right. Um, as I've discussed this issue before, and I know this issue well because I went through this with my mother, who was, and my mother wasn't just a, a schizophrenic. My mother was uh, a chronic paranoid schizophrenic. So I understand this well. And what happens is that uh, the people that are diagnosed with schizophrenia, they feel, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know because I've never had such strong medication myself, they feel that the medication makes them feel numb and that it makes them act almost in a zombie-like state. And, John, that's what I saw with my own mother as a little boy growing up. I've told this story before. With the few times that she was allowed to take me to the park, uh, because when I, when I was growing up, I was in foster care for a while, and I was because of the things that my mother did to me, and I was also in um, I was also raised by my grandmother and my aunt. But the few times that my mother had access to me, I would almost escort her to the park rather than as a little boy, rather than her escorting me. And I, I having, I, you know, I, I, I speak at NAMI ch- chapters, uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness all around the country. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of mentally ill people do not like to take the medication, John, because they say that it makes them feel numb, but please continue. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it can be done if they have uh, a caregiver that gives them the medicine each morning, but that is very expensive, very expensive, but that works best. Um, how we can deal with this expense, I do not know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, John, thank you for the call. It, it's a It's a very difficult situation. But the one thing we cannot do society-wise is, especially when it comes to uh, – uh, people with us that are schizophrenic, they they need help, and they need help because they hear voices, and these voices are very real to them. The suspect that uh, allegedly hit the cop in the head with the bottle uh, apparently told the police that God told him to do that. And if you notice, he hit the officer and then immediately started to try and swing on both her and her male partner. He did not know these individuals. Let's go to uh, Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, I see people who shoot innocent people without questioning them. I have no use for them at all. I actually hate them because they make it bad for the rest of us. If someone pulls their car into your driveway and you're holding a gun, you walk over to them with the gun pointed at them, and you say, excuse me, can I help you? Why are you here? Okay, whoa, 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 Michael, Michael, wait, wait, Michael, let, let, let's go back here. Are, are you serious? Wait, Michael, Michael, are you serious? Walk over to, listen, I don't like when someone pulls in my driveway. I, I don't like it because well, being a, because being a public person, you never know when some nut job is uh, approaching your home. And, you know, I have cameras everywhere that's picking up everything, but it's an uncomfortable situation. But I'm not okay. going to – I don't have a weapon, but I'm, are you serious? You walk over with right, the, yeah, with no, the weapon? Wait, wait, I didn't, I didn't let you finish because you're not making sense, Michael. Okay, well, yeah, first of all, Michael, you are Michael, Michael, to... Michael, Michael, are you are really saying – wait, Michael, not? I don't want to cut you off. You're an inch away from being cut off. 
you're really saying to me, walk over to somebody that just simply pulled into your driveway and with a gun pointed at them? Is that what you're telling me, Michael? Okay, you're on your property. You have the right to hold a gun. You don't know why they pulled in. You don't know who these people are. You can walk over to them with the with the gun pointing slightly down. Okay, and you can, you're very polite. Michael, 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 them. Michael, I'm not in the mood for this this morning. I'm I'm sorry. We'll we'll talk. Another, you're not making much sense. Innocent people are dying, and I I get it. You're into theatrics and all of that stuff, and you talk a good game. But come on. Walk over to somebody with a gun at your side because they pulled into your driveway? Are, are, hey, guys, uh, Matt, Blaze, and Kenneth, what, what do you think? Uh, it's so ridiculous. you know how many times I pulled into someone's driveway just to pull in and then pull right out because I got to turn around? Right. That happens all the time. All the time. So to have somebody, let's say they're sitting on the porch, and, yeah, they look like, who are you? But to, to go out to the person with a gun pointed at them going, why are you here on my property? I mean, that is out. Rage. That's crazy. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't expect anyone to do that. And I mean, if they did, I'd speed away. But still, to do that makes zero sense. That's not reality. To, it's to, not. And to say that this is a no, if they're on your property, you have the right. Michael's going, you have the pro- they're on your property, you have the right to ask them with a gun pointed at them, why are you here? You can ask them why you're here, but you don't need to have a gun pointed at them. That's just crazy. I mean, why would you even have a gun on your person to approach someone like that? Like that's like saying that's like the Amazon guy coming up to your door and you point the gun. Why are you here? Like I don't know that he's out of his mind with that comment. Right. I, I mean, so so if you approach my my home, for example, and I'm sure you guys are the same, there are different angle cameras that's recording everything. The moment that you step, just like my neighbor, and so he puts up a camera on my property to get the angle from 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 uh, for a wide shot. Same done for me so that we're recording everything to turn over to the police. But to say that if someone pulls into your driveway, you walk up with a gun. I mean, we're dealing with three incidents, three, one, two, three, from New York to Missouri to the situation in Texas. And I mean, maybe Michael was on to something, guys, because look look at how it played out in terms of innocent people being shot. Let's continue with the uh, telephone calls. Dominic Carter with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Dan in Farmingdale. Good morning, Dan. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, I'm at a kind of a disadvantage because I just tuned in and I uh, missed part of the conversation, but uh, I heard about the story with the uh, the shooting of the pulling in the driveway, but I heard you talking about the schizophrenia. I wanted to relate two stories. I have two extended family uh, cousins, and I don't know if a lot of people knew that people with schizophrenia can live a completely normal life and not exhibit any kind of symptoms or weirdness until, in, in my personal experience, my two cousins, until they became full adults and they started acting weird. Well, what 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 what, what happens, Dan? And you're telling the experience of of your two cousins. What happens? Because I've I've talked to a number of experts on this issue. Is that when you're right, everything can be fine, but then there's something that happens during teenage years, 
uh, and some people, yeah. and in early twenties, yeah, mid twenties, mid twenty, yeah, yes, yes where exactly. where 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 they completely, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, lose it, and um, it, it's 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 not it's not a pretty sight yeah. because I get, had two. Go ahead, two I'm cousins. sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw. No, no, it's okay. it's okay, and uh, they were thriving. They were thriving, and then. Uh, Virtually out of nowhere, and you know, we just kind of sloughed it off, and eventually they were diagnosed, and uh, you know, they exhibited bizarre behavior. And to look at them, and the other thing that's odd is to look at them, and you don't know anything's wrong until you start having a conversation, and then you, you realize correct. you are correct. Something is not right. Something's not right. You are you are correct, and and when you talk to them, sometimes, like you said, they can look. They can appear to be quite normal, but the conversation, they will have a conversation about something that's there in the room or something that a voice is telling them where they they strongly believe that it is accurate and and no one else can see it. And it's it's just, it's a really, really sad situation. But, hey, Dan, thank you for the call, and I hope things work out for your cousins. Yeah. My, thank you. My, my thing, my thing, though, is that... Um, and I, you know, I, I have, I have no problem uh, discussing it. You know, it's, it's all in my book. No mama's boy. My, my mother was institutionalized from Georgia to New York for a good deal of my uh, early years. I thought it was normal for my mom not to be around because she wouldn't be around for six, eight, nine months. And then as I became a grown man and I started researching my own life as a journalist, I would see the weekend passes from Mount Sinai Hospital where she had to get a weekend pass. A weekend pass had to be approved by a psychiatrist uh, for her to come home. And the psychiatrist felt that it would be good for her care to be around her child. And the child happened to be me. So I understand this schizophrenia issue well, but it is not compassionate to just leave them on the street. This man that attacked the officer the other day with the bottle should be, if you're not in a mandatory program where your medication is given to you, there has to be something. And so for the father to say now that he's been mentally ill since he was age 12, the question becomes what type of treatment has this young man had, you know, that, that hit the, uh, the officer. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. But we're also talking about a number of recent incidents. From Missouri, the 16-year-old African-American child who mistakenly went to the wrong house, rang the wrong doorbell mistakenly, there to pick up his siblings. He was shot by an 84-year-old man twice, once in the head. The situation in New York State in which... uh, the people pulled in upstate New York, pulled into the driveway. The owner of the home, 65 years old, opened fire. He's in jail as we speak. Uh, one young lady is dead. Then we have the situation in Texas. A cheerleader went to get into the wrong car by mistake. A man opens fire. Two of the cheerleaders uh, were shot. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your telephone calls from the Bronx to California. Westchester, Brooklyn, and Suffolk. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77. 
Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. We are discussing a number of issues, and we see all of your calls. I want to go. You know, I I see Andrew. I'm going to go to him in a minute in Stanhope, New Jersey. And I thought about Andrew. I thought about you as I was uh, coming back from Pennsylvania, and I passed Stanhope. And I said, oh, that's where Andrew lives. But we'll we'll get to Andrew in just a second. Let's go to uh, Lars in California. Good morning, Lars. How are you this morning? Yeah, hi, Dominic. I just wanted to comment on these shootings. I'm a, as a person that does have a concealed weapons permit, I think it was a big mistake for Ron DeSantis and Abbott in Texas to allow people to carry guns without the proper training. You gotta have the proper training. You don't shoot at an unknown target. If you shoot someone on your property, you have to repeatedly ask them to leave their property. If they don't leave the property, you can make your case for trespassing and using a weapon. But you have to ask them. That's one of the elements of trespassing. So I think the problem is also people are simply scared. They're looking at these events on television, and they're just overreacting. You know, Lars, I I certainly, I don't know about your first point, but I agree with you on the second one. And and this is the point that I try and make. You know, people think that it's an innocent situation. When when you see the video of what happened in Chicago, no, that has repercussions. And it has has worldwide uh, repercussions. One, on the international stage, it says, look, uh, cities in America are out of control. Within the country, it sends a message that our elected officials are tolerating this. And if they're tolerating this, it leaves a sentiment of I'm on my own. Is that fair to say, Lars, and I've got to defend me and mine? Is that fair to say? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. And it, is, it affects me as a black man. Well, you know, when I walk down the street, but I understand it. I'm not offended because I understand what's going on. And I got to be honest with you, I get scared when I see other black men approaching me in certain situations. You just don't know. Well, you, you know, Lars, uh, I, I'm not I'm not going to touch that one this morning. Like I said, uh, it, it's my Friday. <laughs> Tomorrow this time I'll be in Oklahoma. But um, um, I, I hear you. I, I hear you, and I, I thank you uh, for the call. And uh, Andrew Giuliani will be here again uh, tomorrow night, folks. I'll be back on uh, Monday. Let's go to, I mentioned Andrew and Stanhope. Let's go to Andrew. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? 
I was thinking about you a few hours ago because I was in Penn Station and I couldn't hold out. I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> it's a long train ride from. And, and, uh, and how was yeah. it? And how was it? It was re- horrendous. There was, a, you know, I don't want to be too graphic, graphic but yes. when I walked in, there was a young man, the teenage guy, standing looking into the bathroom, like towards the urinals and scoping everybody out. And then he, when I was leaving, then he put his hand down his pants and started, you know, touching himself <clears throat> down there. So it was bad. <laughs> that oh. was the first. <laughs> how I I, you know, I thought about you coming back from Pennsylvania. How how long is the train ride from New York to Stanhope? Well, it's uh, from Dover, New Jersey. It's an hour or an hour and a half, depending on the stops. But um, it's it's crazy. But I've been working for C-SPAN, so I try to time it so. I could use the uh, bathroom. We have the equipment in a storage shed, <laughs> but uh, like a unit, a storage unit. But sometimes it's closed by the time we get back to the bathroom part. But it's long. It's like an hour, you know, an hour and a half sometimes, depending which train. But I just want to say um, every topic is great, but uh, you're, so I'll try to hit it quick. But didn't uh, Mayor Adams ask for a billion dollars for housing, and isn't that a wild exaggerated amount why is it he being questioned or you know indicted or something on that and schizophrenia my friend he had it he would argue with himself like he would talk to himself in an agitated way and he said the medications made him feel dizzy you know so he wouldn't take the medications and the um immigrants too it is fair like my wife came here legally but i liked your last caller because he said he was afraid of black men also because Obama would say, oh, the, the the white ladies blocked the door, but black ladies in the inner cities, they're fearful because they're the victims. So, you know, I just wanted to bring that out. And we were profiled, the Italians, and we were rightly profiled in Newark and South Orange because we were the ones in the club that were committing crimes. But I just want to say, great show. And did you want me to elaborate on any of the Great no, 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 I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, um, may, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, mentally exhausted, but I am, uh, <clears throat> well, I say, I, last I, thing, the guy was wrong with the gun. You should, everybody agrees. That's crazy. Walking out with a drawn gun. You know, I walked out with a butcher knife. <laughs> there was, uh, but it was totally different. The young teens, they were parked for an hour across the street. My wife told me at one in the morning, then they would circle, then they would park to the house next, and they came up to the house. This shady-looking girl, and my wife just stuck her head out and said, oh, you have the wrong house. And the girl yelled, see, I told you. But I think catalytic converters were being stolen from our neighborhood. So they were – Yeah, they're being you know, stolen like from a lot of neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, but I didn't come out with a gun draw. I don't have a gun, and if I did, I wouldn't come out pointed it and you know with the gun drawn. It was crazy. And the cops were like, "Oh, they're probably just lost." I was like, "No, they keep circling and reparking at two in the morning." But right, uh, but, it's but a great see, show. And Andrew, and, I I I appreciate your call. Thank you, and have a a lovely morning. See, they therein lies the problem. What's going on in the country when when the police are handcuffed? And they want to do their job, but they're being handcuffed because of politicians. These types of things happen where people feel that they've got to take matters into their own hands, right? And 
we've got to be careful because we're entering a very dangerous time. The bottom line is this, folks. I've said this. I will continue to say it. Progressive politicians have to go. They are to the detriment of the country. Why can't you see that? They come in with the liberal approach of, I know what's best for you. You don't know what's good for you. Let me pat you on the head and lead you in the right direction. You're so confused. And everything, it, it, look at how things are, are, uh, are, are turning out here. Just look at how they're turning out. Let's go to Sean in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sean. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Love you. Your favorite listener right here. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say, Sean. Love you, too. Thank you. Well, I mean, my cousin took his life, schizophrenic. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Yeah. When the brain starts to malfunction, like about 29 years, once you get to your late 20s, your brain starts to break down on itself. It starts to self-destruct. So that's what the schizophrenia is going on in people's heads. So the medication comes in. They get anyway, and when you hit a cop uh, in the street, I don't give a damn what your uh, whatever your whatever your issues are. Agreed. 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 And this guy, oh, since he was two years old, he's been skiffer. Not my problem. And you know what? He's going to pay the consequences for what he did. That's two. Three. These shootings. First of all, Lars, if you're listening. You're 1,000% correct. Sorry, I'm yelling. The people, this country, the lawlessness is making people extra fearful. You come near my house, but Michael, you're wrong. Because if they're climbing in your window, someone's opening up the window at your front of your house, obviously you have a right to defend. But if they're just making a U-turn, that's the guy upstate. You can't just start firing. He starts firing it, but the country is in such chaos, chaos with fear. The old man, if anybody would have went to his front door, would have shot. I don't think race would have mattered. The guy was eighty. I think he's eighty-five. Eighty-four. Eighty-four. Anyway, he's just the the chaos that has gripped this nation. Not just and it's happening all over the world. Uh, people living in fear. And then, Adams, I hope you're listening, Mr. Mayor, because if you want your city to look like Chicago or Philadelphia, you haven't seen Philadelphia? The, cat, the news media won't even go there. And then you, uh, Dominic, you get mad at me when I say certain things, like the media. It's not the politicians. It's CNN and their lies. That's why the police, their hands are tied. When you have lies all going through uh, millions of people's heads, millions of people's heads, then like I said this before, it polarizes, and then you have all this lawlessness because the cops are racist, right? Oh, so they must be racist. It's all nonsense and lies because the media needs to sell news. CNN likes to lie, to stir the pot, so they could sell news. The internet took over, so no one was watching or bothering by newspapers. So they had to make up lies. Oh, the police are racist. And look where it's landed us. We're in self-destruction mode. And wow. it's based on lies. It's based on lies. Okay? And this 
race nonsense. Well, it's really getting it's laughable now about race. And you see all these stores. Look at Philadelphia. The Walmart and the, and and Target are shutting their, their doors in, in Philadelphia. Chicago shut. Where have you ever heard of six stores? Not little stores. I'm talking about that's like three thousand employees are going to lose their jobs in in Illinois because they're closing six WalMarts because these sons of um, you know what walk in and think they can walk out without any repercussions. Okay, no. I, I got it. I got it, Sean, and I, and I hear you. Do me a favor. Um, um, have some iced tea or or take an aspirin and, and just calm down. I I get your passion though, and I I agree with uh with much of um what you said. Dominic Carter here with you folks. I see all your telephone calls. We've got to take a break. I'm looking right now at the photo of uh, Peyton Washington, 18 years old, shot in a grocery store parking lot after a friend mistakenly approached the wrong vehicle 18 years old near austin texas we are going to take a break when we come back the chronicles of dominic carter frank morano standing by the other side of midnight at 1 a.m when we come back when we come back we're going to jay in ohio suffolk westchester california the bronx and jericho wabc these are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman's opening committee hearing statement, unfortunately, is raising concern. Senator Fetterman, the first time leading a hearing in the Senate on Wednesday, was met with concern among social media users with many stating the Pennsylvania Democrats' uh, obvious trouble, reading his opening statement is a signal that he is unfit to serve. Fetterman, who suffered a stroke on the campaign trail and was hospitalized for five weeks for depression treatment last month, led a Senate Agricultural Committee uh, subcommittee hearing on food and nutrition and... Uh, for lack of a better term, he was stammering and stumbling throughout his two-minute-long opening remarks. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of issues this morning. I mentioned uh, Jay in Ohio. Let's go to Jay. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic. Listen, I grew up around guns, right? And the first thing I learned when I was young, you have to respect the gun, right? Okay. Right. You have to respect it because it's not a toy. Now, as far as those those shootings, <clears throat> I don't I don't know the statistics on the shootings, but they do happen. Um, all of those people who, who who shot people for whatever reason, right? Whatever reason that they did it, they have to go before a jury. Right. They got to go before a jury of their peers and and. You know, and they're going to be judged by the by their peers on how responsible they were. Right, and if but, they were. But, they're going to jail. That's it. Right, but no matter no matter what the outcome is, that doesn't make matters uh, better for the uh, shooting victims. Well, 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 that that's that's a, that's already done already. You know what I'm saying? Now, right now, it's a question of where they justified or where they're not. And it's got to go before a jury, and mm. it's going to be handled. 
So why, Jay, you started out by stating you have to respect the gun. That's the first lesson you were taught. Why do you think these things are happening? I think, well, you know, you don't know what's on, you don't know what's in people's mind unless they tell you, you know what I mean? It might come out in the, in the case, the jury case, what was on the people's mind. You never know what's on somebody's mind. Right. Well, that that's a good point. Jay, I, I thank you for the call um, for for that one young lady here in New York State, upstate New York. Uh, her family will never be the same because they, there is no tomorrow for her. She is uh, deceased. Let's go to Mark in Westchester. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Yes, Dominic. Good morning. I spoke to you once with Frank Morano. I'm a former guardian angel, so I do like law and order. That being said, this young child who knocked on this door by mistake, to have the homeowner come out with a pistol in his hand, this guy was not seven foot tall with gang tattoos on his face. He was a young child. It is disgusting and I hope they convict him of, uh, well, it's not murder, but I hope they convict him on the highest point. It's disgusting. Well, you, you say it's disgusting, Mark. Um, he's 84 years old. Obviously, in Missouri, they have a stand-your-ground law. He's going to claim that he was threatened. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you don't see that as a, as a possibility? Well, I see it as a possibility, but knocking on a door is not threatening to me. If somebody knocks on my door and, you know, I answer the door with a gun and I shoot a young child, not a gangster, not a monster, it's, I understand the stand your ground thing, but if they're not trying to enter your domicile, that was a bad call. Well, we will see how that one plays out. Thank you, Mark, for your uh, telephone call. Robert, Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning, Dominic. I hope your voice gets a needed rest over the weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a busy uh, weekend, Robert. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm flying into Dallas in the morning, headed to uh, Oklahoma, and right back in New York by Sunday. So go right ahead, Robert. <laughs> okay. I have a lot of respect for legal immigrants okay there's one one family they're from el salvador i got to know them working at the local 7-eleven and listen to them and their story i could have not paid attention to them and treated them like all the other illegal immigrants who are different than them because there are so many now here, but that's not right. And people, I have advice. I think, Dominic, you'll agree. Let's turn the heat down. Stop looking through the lens of racism at things. Just because someone says it's racist, it's not. Like what happened to those legislators in Tennessee? being 
evicted from the chamber, so to speak. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, they yeah. they violated the, the rules of the chamber. Yeah, it wasn't because they were black. It's because they broke the rules. And also, I'm. it's very concerning now because of the shooting with the four teenage girls by an illegal immigrant with a gun. Go ahead, Robert. That is very concerning to me because now our country has been flooded with foreigners, plain and simple, and the politicians are not following the law. I think it's time we hold them accountable because they are breaking the law, charging them with crimes against the law, violating our civil right, the equal protection of the law is one. I could just start with endangering our health, safety, and welfare is another. Fair point. Many of them are bringing diseases into our country. Very fair point. Robert, I, I thank you for the call. I'm trying to get to as many calls as possible in the short time that we have left. Alex in California. Good morning, Alex. What's on your mind? Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just want to suggest a possible solution for one part of the uh, immigration problem. Basically, uh, the U.S. Attorney General declares all unaccompanied minors as orphans that would then allow the government to legally and ethically deport them to orphanages across Latin America. And there they would receive food, shelter, clothing and education until they reach adulthood. And I think that would be a, a, a way of dealing with this problem, at least for that portion of the immigration problem. And what about their parents? Uh, what about them? You're you're giving me a solution that that probably won't work, but you're giving me a solution as it relates to the migrant kids. But what about their parents that that are here with them? Uh, uh, we will interpret the fact that they are sending these kids unaccompanied to the United States as abandoning them, and the Attorney General will simply declare them to be orphans. So if you, if they come here without uh, without parents, and their parents sent them to this to this dangerous journey. Uh, I think it's ethical to simply declare, declare them as orphans and then treat them as such. Right. But what I'm asking, Alex, is that you, you have a lot of migrants coming that are already adults. That, As a matter of fact, I venture to say there are more adults coming than children. How do you deal with that problem? Yeah, that, that would be a, a solution for another day. There's not enough okay. minutes on a okay. bite to talk about that. Okay. Well, Alex, I, I appreciate your call. I mean, Look at the blowback and pushback that Trump received when he did the right thing. I'm sorry, it was right, separating the families. And look at how he was treated for trying to protect the American people. Joe and Jericho, good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Dominic, first of all, a safe and pleasant trip. Come back to your family and to us, your radio family safe with God's grace. That's very kind of you to say, Joe. Thank you. You're a a good guy. We love you. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to hit you rapid fire. First of all, the bottom line is, is that you never approach a vehicle. A Jersey City cop, 20-year detective, approached a vehicle, suspicious people, and he was shot dead, God rest his soul. You don't approach the vehicle. And then another thing is, God rest his soul, that I poor girl upstate, 21 years old. But I heard that the creep had all kinds of don't enter, golden cross phones, no trespassing. You'd notice things like that. 
Another thing is, if he was so concerned, Dominic, why didn't he have the driveway blocked and, and with a gate locked off? Another thing is, Eric Adams doesn't care about people. He only went to the border to, to feather his rat's nest for a presidential run. Do you know what it's going to cost? I heard this yesterday on your station. Do you know what it's going to cost with the illegal invaders in New York City, which you said he welcomed with open arms? In 13 months, my friend, it's going to cost $4 billion. And yet there still is not a city-run retirement home for American veterans in New York City. The richest city in the world and the only American, major American city doesn't have one. And that is unacceptable and unforgivable. Okay, wait, 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 wait a second, Joe. You're telling me you just uh, caught my attention in a strong way. There is, call me naive, but in New York, there's no retirement home for veterans? Absolutely not. All there is is in uh, it, it's over in the Borden Avenue shelter, and it is a hell home. I've been there and helped veterans there. It's, a, it's in Long Island City, hard to get to, to the train. There's no elevator at the subway. The buses are terrible. There's nothing. It's a horrible shelter where they kill people. A 19-year-old woman who sashayed down the runway at Fashion Week last year and was going to do it again this year at 19 was stabbed to death by a psycho roommate who fled to Philadelphia, thank God they caught her, in a city shelter. If you just defend yourself, you get arrested. If you don't defend yourself, you face rape, ravagement, sodomization, and termination. There is no New York City-run, managed, supervised retirement home for American veterans in all of New York City, Dominic. Uh, and, Joe, I'm, I'm going to have to follow up on that because I'm out of time. Thank you for the call. I will get back to it, though. I assure you of that. I'm joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Dominic. What do you have coming up? Action Pack Show. So I'm off tomorrow. Your, your, our colleague, Curtis Lewa, is going to be here. So I'm going to do what we normally do on Fridays, ask Frank anything. For the next hour, people can call in with any subject they want. And then uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Ralph Blumenthal is going to join me at 2.30. We're going to talk aliens. We're going to have a lot of fun. We will have to talk about your award that you just received next week. We'll get to that. Folks, I want you to have a great weekend. Andrew Giuliani will be in for me tomorrow. I'm off to Oklahoma. Coming up right now, Alex Bernard and News Headlines.